<clears throat> May you be magnified in Jesus' name. Amen. World's on fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, we have passed the salt. Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Excuse me, hey, I'm dragging my butt a little bit today. Is it okay for me to say that? Dragging my butt a little bit tired. A uh, little, little trauma here in the Dobbenmeyer house, nothing earth shaking. But Mich- Michelle and I went down. Uh, uh, our granddaughter, Reese, she's uh, 12 years old, has a part in David Hevner's Last Evangelist Next Thing. And we had to. Dr- we drove down yesterday morning to Louisville, Kentucky for uh, Reese to be able to uh, David's filming it down in Louisville. So we drove down there. We spent all day down there. Got in really, really late last night. Had the time change, all that stuff. So uh, try to be at the top of my game here today. Pray that the Holy Spirit would be with us. And look, I I can't go any farther than uh, two things I got to say. Number one, uh, one of the unsung heroes is uh, is old Betty Perkins, man. She, Betty Betty jumped in her car and drove all the way down there on Friday night, I think it was, down to help David out. She spent uh, she spent a lot of money, a lot of time. She's selfless, and I just want to acknowledge Betty and all that she did down there to try to help what's going on. And uh, I want to acknowledge our, what, a, what a team we have. You guys, uh, the prayer gathering that we had last night regarding um, <clears throat> January 6th and the release of those guys was, it was one of the most, uh, I don't want to say amazing, but I was amazed last night. I, I was on my phone because I couldn't get, we were on our way home, so I wasn't in my studio, wasn't in the studio. So I was doing it on the phone, and Chad kind of moderated it. And it was going to be an hour, and it ended up being two hours, two hours of prayer, Bible reading, precatory psalm. It was a, it was unbelievably powerful. And uh, two things that uh, about that that I want to mention right off the top of the bat. No, number one, uh, they kind of go together. Number one, how how proud I am of the way many of you in the queue stepped up in that. Not that we were putting on a performance. That's not what I'm talking about. Not what I'm talking about. But one thing that you have to acknowledge regarding this show is I've put my heart and soul into trying to get you to get in the game, to get you to get active and get in the game. And to hear some of you last night, uh, the psalms that you read, the prayers that you led, just, I don't know, just, it blessed me, me, just blessed me beyond what what I can even say. But it grieved me at the same time. It grieved me because I saw the power again of the church, the power of the church. You know, the Bible says that where two or more are gathered, he's in the midst. And whether we understand this, it's like the multiplication of power. It's one thing if I take a flashlight and I shine it on the wall, but if you come and you bring a flashlight and you shine it on the wall, it gets brighter. And if four people come and they shine a flashlight on the wall, the light illuminates the whole room, right? That's the way that it's supposed to be. That's why Jesus said that there's power, unity 
And there, where he commands the blessing, where there is unity, he commands the blessing. And to look around and see how ununified the body of Christ is just grieves me. And I was, I was listening last night as I'm sitting there when um, some of you came in and began to pray. Just to, it almost it almost brought me to tears to understand the power of biblical unity. Nobody cared what denomination you were. Nobody cared how long you'd been a Christian. Nobody cared if you had a PhD behind your name. Nobody called anybody pastor or prophet or prophet or evangelist. Nobody any of that stuff. People just came in and they prayed what was on their heart and they quoted a scripture that they had had. And it was, it was, see, it was far more powerful than you understand right now. You, you don't even understand. I was, I was sitting up there. I was in my car listening to you. As we're driving down there, two hours. It was supposed to be an hour, and it went two hours. And I could just, I could just visualize. This will sound crass. I could visualize Almighty God giving a high five to His Son. Bang! I said, "Watch the children intercede. Stand in the gap. Stand up and push back." It had to bless the Lord. He said that where there's unity, he will command his blessing. Like he saw it going on, said, yes, yeah. And I'm going to tell you something. Without having, uh, making ourselves appear to be more important than we are, we moved the ball last night, friends. Amen. We moved the ball. Susie, your prayer was unbelievable last night. My, my wife and I were looking at each other. Holy smoke, that's coming out of Susie. Not, hey, Susie, I'm not making fun of you. But it, it's, right. it's, okay. it's, it's, the potential inside each of every, every one of us and how the church has not done anything to raise you up as a warrior. Would somebody say amen? The church, amen. amen. The church has raised amen. you up only to comply, to follow the leader, to sit down and be quiet and let the pastor and those on the stage do all the ministry as you just sit there like little uh, uh seals and clap your hand to everything that's going on. And it went on and on and on last night for two hours. It's unbelievable. But it sent me it sent me a direction today. <laughs> oh it's okay if I go there. And is it okay if I go sure say sure it is coach. It's okay. Because the Lord's Lord if you just open your eyes and see the Lord's going to reveal all kinds of things to you. Okay. Folks, the problems the problem in America today, in the devil, it's not the devil. It's not the government. It's not the educational system. It's not Hollywood. It's not the two-party system. It's, it's, it's none of that stuff. The problem is the church. The church. We are the bulwark <laughs> against all this evil. The devil's just doing his job. He's just doing what he's supposed to be doing. And his minions are just doing their job, just doing what they're supposed to do. What's God's team doing? Hmm? Then they're not even on the field. And I was listening last night. So there's a hundred and I don't know. Sometimes there was as many as a hundred and I think we got as high as one hundred and seventy-five. That's just actively involved. I don't know how many are listening on on uh, Facebook and all. The, I don't have any idea. It doesn't even matters. Don't the number, numbers don't matter? 
But I'm sitting there and I'm wondering how many of the people who are praying and reading scriptures ever had the opportunity to do that in their own church? Anybody? Is it Clay, was that, is that part of your church experience? Were they always calling upon you to pray and for you to have a song and for you to read a psalm? And what, was that ever, did that ever happen to you? Never, never happened to Clay. Did that happen to anybody else? The pastor ever stand up in the middle of the phone? Say, listen, we, we need five or six of you to just pray right now. Did that ever happen? No, that, 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 that doesn't happen. And so what ends up happening or the result of that is our team doesn't even know how to play. We don't, we don't even know how to play. We don't even know how to, we don't even know how to play. We don't even know how to pray. So in a roundabout way, I just want to kind of pat you on the back and it made me more dangerous because I saw even more of the problem that we have in America. Can I, can I go there with, look, I ought to go, I know, I ought to go to this schedule and tell you about this event coming up and this event coming up and this event, but I'm not going to do that today. So I want to, I want to, I want to show you some things here that really, really <clears throat> um, pull up mega churches. It's the third thing down, third thing down, third thing down. By the way, hang on, go back, brother, go back where you were, if you would. Go back to what Myra read before. This is what Myra read this morning in our prayer before we went live. Because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily. In other words, no justice or delayed justice. What was it uh, Martin Luther King Jr. told us? Justice delayed is justice denied. That's biblical. Did you know that? Because justice against an evil work is not executed speedily. Therefore, the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. Meaning what? They see people get away with things. They see him get away with it. And they say, well, if they're not going to punish them, then what the hell? I'm going to do it too. You, you with me? You following this scripture? Though a sinner do evil a hundred times and his days be prolonged. In other words, a guy does something wrong or we watch it a hundred times and he still gets away with it. His days are prolonged. Yet surely I know that it shall be well with them that fear God, which Fear before him. In other words, say all this stuff going on, it looks like this guy's, this God, this man's prospering in his sin. He's getting away with it. Said, oh, no, no, no. I know in my heart that it's going to be well. It's going to end up good for those of us who fear the Lord. This guy's going to get his due. He's going to get his due. It's going to be well with those of us. Why? Because God puts his word above his name. But it shall not be well with the wicked. Folks, is God lying? Because I don't know about you, everywhere I look, the wicked are being rewarded. Some You can say amen there. Everywhere you look, the wicked are being rewarded. There's no justice. They get away with everything. They go arrest these guys on J6. They're getting away with everything. What? Because, because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily. Therefore, the hearts of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. Verse 13. But it shall not be well with the wicked. Praise the Lord. It's not going to be well with the wicked. And I'm sorry, I don't pray for the wicked. I'm sorry if that's a sin, I confess. Lord, I pray that you break their teeth, Lord. That's what I pray, Lord. That you would destroy your enemies, Lord. That's what I pray. And then when you destroy them, Lord, that they would come to the knowledge of truth and receive you as their Lord and Savior. But Lord, we need justice. We need to see justice. But it shall not be well with the wicked 
neither shall he prolong his days, which are as a shadow, because he doesn't fear God. Hang on. Do we? I'm going somewhere. Hang on. Do we fear God? See, there's vanity, which is done upon the earth. Vanity. Vanity. Have you doing something in vain is for doing something to, that can be looked at two ways. Doing it in vain means for no purpose. Don't take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Don't call yourself a Christian and not be one. And then the other side of vanity is doing it for self-promotion, self-enhancement. Uh, That's vanity, right? But there's no vanity which is done upon the earth that there be just men unto whom it happeneth according to the work of the wicked. And again, there be again there be wicked men to whom it happeneth according to the work of righteousness. I said that this also is vanity. So I want I'm, I'm going I'm going to make a left turn on you here or a right turn, but I think it's critical for you to understand this. Okay. Uh, the problem is the church. The problem is the church. Amen. So I just googled this morning the twenty largest. Uh, what if the what if the twenty largest churches in America got together and did what we did last night? Can you can anybody can you imagine that? The twenty largest churches in America. You ready? Scroll down there, brother. Number one, Lakewood Church. Weekly attendance, 43,500. What if Joel Osteen had 43,500 people on their faces praying for the January 6th guys, praying that evil would be exposed? Do you think they've been doing that? Do you think, do you think that's been a common practice going on at Lakewood Church? Go to the next one, North Point Church. And I don't even know where this is. Weekly attendance of 30,000. Andy Stanley, 30,000 people. Do you think they were on their face last night? Huh? Do you think they were doing it? Lake Life Church in Edmond. What names they have? Life Church. I, I guess that's because they can't call it Death Church. Is the only thing I can figure. Life Church. Thirty thousand folks. How how can you make? How can you have a family, a fellowship of thirty thousand people? Oh, I know. They have life groups. Life groups. How many? They, have? they only got twenty eight thousand. Who's the dude running that? Wait a minute, wait a minute. He reported earnings of $127.2 million in 2016. Can you imagine what they're bringing in today? Huh? They have resources of $218 million. They had to cut staff. <laughs> Willow Creek in Barrington. Twenty-five thousand. Just scroll down through them. That's that's Rick. That's Rick. Whatever his name in it. Fellowship Church in Grapevine. Chat out near you. Twenty-four thousand. Who runs that? Who runs that? Oh, Ed Young runs that one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Christ Church in Peoria. Twenty-three. This is twenty-three thousand people on a Sunday. Go to this place. Don Wilson. I don't even know who he is. New Spring Church in Anderson. Twenty-three thousand a week. Huh. Perry Noble started that one. Elevation Church. Oh, what names? Elevate. What are they elevating? Somebody tell me what they're elevating. Weekly attendance, 22,000 people. Stephen Furtick. Furtick. Oh, jeez. Church of the Highlands in Birmingham. 22,000 people go there. Who's it? Chris Hodges started that one. Saddleback Church, Lake Forest. By the way, they booted Rick Warren out. 
Ephesus Church, 22,000. He's just a piddling 22,000, just only 22,000. He's losing ground, man. Southeast Christian Church in Louisville. I was just there. I was there last night. Yeah, well, they're just under 22,000. Are you with me? You're picking me up here? Who's that? I know. Who is that guy that started that? Uh, doesn't matter. Six campuses. <laughs> oh, Central Chris. Do you think they were praying last night for the January 6th? Clay, what do you think? Were they praying for the Gen 6s last night, do you think? Were they praying that evil would be exposed? Huh? No, probably not. I don't think so. Okay. Just I'm not, I'm not going to go down. You, you get it, don't you? You get it? Do you get it? Okay. Now I'm going to connect the dot here. Spencer, I want you, uh, Hunter, uh, Jonathan, whoever it is that's running the, I get some, yeah, I feel this so deep inside of me. Pull up the seven deadly sins. It's what the Holy Spirit said to me this morning. <clears throat> I don't know where I was, I was looking at something, thinking about something, and all of a sudden the seven deadly sins came into my thought. I thought, wow, seven deadly sins. Seven deadly sins. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you something. I want you to join with me here. I'm gonna read down to what are the seven deadly sins. We've all heard of them. Most of us could never ever repeat them. There they are. Seven deadly sins. And uh, I'm gonna ask you right now, as we read these, which one of these is not in the midst of those churches that we just read? Is lust in there? Lust is a strong passion or longing, especially for sexual desire. Folks, you can lust for things. You can lust for positions. You can lust for self, whatever. Ask yourself at those churches, are those churches filled because people's hearts are full of lust? They're going to church for what they can get out of it. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen for me. Amen. 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 Gluttony. Seven deadly sins. Ask yourself, are the seven deadly sins in the midst of those churches that we just brought up? Gluttony. Gluttony is an excessive and ongoing eating of food or drink. It's more than that. Temperance. Gluttony means you can never have enough. You want more and more and more and more. And is it just me? Or do you go to these large churches? Do you go to Joel, Joel, Joel Osteen's church? And does he feel, feed your gluttonous desires or not? Somebody help me out here. huh? It's all about you, gluttony, all about me, all about me, all about me. In the seven, in the largest churches in America, that's the spirit of, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Greed, greed is an excessive pursuit of material goods. Hey, any greed in those churches that we just went by? Any greed at all? Are people gone there so they can get more? Is that what, is that what's going on? Somebody somebody, give me a thumbs up or somebody say amen so I don't feel like I'm talking to myself. Amen. Okay. You, get, you see where we're going here? The problem's not the world. The problem isn't the devil, friends. We have a powerless church, a powerless church, sloth, laziness, failure to act. Oh, man. One of the seven deadly sins. Hey, do me, hey Jonathan, real quickly. I don't know if I, let me see. Do I have it there? Do I have the wicked? Wikipedia? No, 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 I don't. Amen, amen. Okay, I'm going to keep moving here because I got two more things I got to show you before we... Wrath. Wrath. A deadly sin. Wrath is a strong anger and hate towards another person. Maybe not a whole lot of that. I guess the only wrath that you would see in the church is uh, their anger towards another pastor who's got a bigger church than them. 
that would be some wrath there probably. Somebody said, you don't say amen. Number six, envy. Is there any envy in the American church, you think? Hmm? Do you think uh, Joe, Joel Osteen and Rick Warren get together and pray together and get their congregations to work together? Or is Rick Warren afraid that Joel Osteen is going to steal some of his church members? That's, you don't have to say amen because I am so bombing right now. And pride. Pride is an excessive view of oneself without regard for others. Oh, dudes. Uh, seven deadly sins. Seven deadly sins. And I wrote down here real quick. I don't know if I can throw it up on the screen. I can't. Just stay with me. So the seven virtues that would counter those, if, you, if you're making notes, Meyer always makes notes. Number one is uh, you counter pride with humility. Hmm? Number two, you, ca- you counter greediness with charity. You counter uh, uh, lust. You counter lust with uh, chastity. You with me? Are you guys with me? See what's going on? See the church. The church is totally on the wrong side of all these. You you gra- you counter greed with gratitude. You counter uh, gluttony with temperance. Patience, sloth, you conquer with diligence. It's good, isn't it? Isn't this good? Okay, I'm not done. I'm heading somewhere with it. Okay? So uh, I just got to show you this because this is the way it operates. I know this is the way it operates. Pull up um, Pastor Gigs. I don't know if you guys know this or not, the way the system operates. Hillsong, which is, a, is, by the way, they're anathema. They are all that thing we just read about the church. Again, hey, Clay, I don't know why I see Clay's in the middle of my screen. Folks, what if all those people, what if they all got together and prayed for the J6ers? What if that was a common focus, prayer for the J6ers, prayer that justice would be for those wicked people in government? Would that be effective? Would that be effective? Huh? Would it be? Do you think it even entered their mind to even do that? No, because their heart is deceitfully wicked above all things. Who can know it? Well, I'm all over today. So Hillsong paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to TV fakes, to Joyce Meyer for honorariums. Scroll down here a little bit. Folks, this is a big club and you ain't in it. It's a big club and you ain't in it. Now, I'm not going to read all of this, but I don't know if you know this or not. I scratch your back, you scratch mine. So Rick Warren has how many 30,000 people at his church? And he invites, invites in some other guy who has 20,000 people in his church. And he comes into Rick Warren's church, and he preaches, and he sells all of his books, and does all that stuff, and gets an honorarium, and he picks the pocket of Rick Warren's church for his own. And then what does... What does TD Fakes do? Well, TD Fakes gets invited to Rick Warren's church. And then what does TD Fakes do? Why well, he invites Rick Warren. And then Rick Warren goes to TD Fakes church and he picks the pocket of all the TD Fakes' people with CDs and books and off. You, folks, do you understand what's going on here? Do you understand it? Do you understand why these guys won't come out and fight? Do you understand? Do you understand why they don't want to be tarnished? This is a powerful argument. Uh, article. Put this in the chat. Scroll on down a little bit. 
According to, right there, stay right there a minute. According to the reports, here's how it works. Hillsong's pastors, Brian and Bobby Houston and Christian came with some of the OGs of this abuse. That goes on, tells them about the icing on the cake. Wait a minute, hang on. I'll slow down here. Here's how it works, folks. Uh, the abuse of church funds in essence, in essence, one mega church pastor who's the founder of and chair from their own church invites a founding celebrity pa- celebrity pastor. What a word that is. Huh? They invite celebrity pastors of another mega church to speak at his church. And for this, the host church pays for business or first cast flights for the guest pastor, along with luxury accommodation, restaurant meals, gifts and greenwood comforts. The icing on the cake is the payments of a generous honorarium, sometimes up to $20,000 or more to the visiting celebrity pastor to preach a couple of 30-minute sermons. Uh, There ain't no shortage of money in Christianity, boys and girls. There ain't no shortage of money. I wonder, do you suppose TD Fakes gets up there and preaches on uh, against transgenderism? What do you suppose about that one? Huh? Think he's doing that? Is that the top of his list? Does he get invited back in there? Hmm? Oh, I forgot to say, in addition, the visiting pastor receives royalties from the sale of his or her resources. This arrangement is then reciprocated. That is the original celebrity pastor. He invites the other celebrity pastor, and they pick each other's congregation's pockets. Somebody say amen, so I know you're hearing me. Somebody say amen. All right? All right? Amen. 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 The problem with this arrangement is that the church money, which pays for the honorarium flights, accommodations, etc., it's the church money. Yet the pastor receives the honorarium in their personal pocket. See, the church doesn't go to TV Fakes' church. When he goes speaks at Rick Warren's church and Rick Warren gives him $30,000, it goes to Fakes. It doesn't go to the church. Oh, my goodness. This scam means that Australian taxes and church income is being used to make celebrity pastors personally wealthy. Oh, my goodness. They're already being paid a combined salary. Mr. and Mrs. Brian and Bobby Houston, who lead Hillsong Church, are already being paid a combined salary of $1 million. Yet, to work full-time, yet job, yet also receive honorariums from TV fakes when they go to his church and pick the pot. Folks, do you see this? Do you, do you see why we, oh my goodness. Another tab shows how pastors can use their church's money to buy their way into this exclusive group. So they send, that is a church around the world pay 100k per year to be a member of Hillsong's family church club. Yes. And so I've started church and I tithe to Hillsong Church and now I'm part of their network and now I get invited to their church. And we just do that. We just go around and we get celebrity pastors or as I said, six flags over Jesus. That's what we got, six flags over Jesus. And the world's gone to hell in the handbasket. Our government's totally out of control. And these dudes are jumping in planes, flying around, preaching to each other's congregations getting rich and rich and rich, picking the pockets of 
oh, this is really good. And this, this, I may have to do this on my Bride on show today because this is an expose like we can't get anywhere. And last night, 150 of us humbly gathered here to pray. Why can't these guys do it? Hmm? Why can't they? Scroll on down a little bit more. I'm going to open it up here just a second. Almost done. I'm not nearly done. Huh? Do you get it, folks? Do you get it? I know the pastor right now. I'm sorry. I have to say this. I'm not going to say the name, although some of you out there will know. I've watched a pastor here in Columbus, Ohio. He's been in Singapore. He's been in Singapore for a week, he and his wife. Ministry, I'm sure. I'm sure it's ministry work that they're doing in Singapore. What are they doing in Singapore? Why aren't they on the near east side of Columbus? They're in Singapore? Oh, U.S. Pastor Joyce Meyer enjoyed honorariums. They found she got honorariums of 160000 133000 100000 2,000, and U.S. Pastor T.D. Fakes received 71,000 and 120,000 with a staggering 77,000 worth of airfares to and from Australia thrown in. Who paid for that? As January 6th guys are languishing in prison, I'm getting pissed. Seven deadly sins. Church is right in the middle of it. Church is right stinking in the middle of it. The seven deadly sins. Lord, what else do you want me to say about it? What do you want me to say? So there's power in biblical unity. And we have the ability to move mountains with our prayers. Go back to the pastors real quick. That list. Somebody do some math for me real quick here. Start at the top. Let's do some numbers. Somebody got a calculator out. 43,500. Click. Go to the next one. Go to the next one. Thirty. Somebody writing this down. 30,629. Go to the next one. 30,000. Next one. 28,000. Next one. 25,000, next one. 24,200, next one. 23,300, next one. 23,000, next one. 22,200, next one. 22,100, next one. 22,000, next one. Now we're getting into the pikers. Next one, 21,700. Next one, 21,000. 55, next one, 21,000, next one, six flags over Jesus, 20,600, 18,900, 18,500, 18,300, 17,100, Piker Church, that's a Piker one, and John Hagee's 17,000. Those 20 churches, Anybody do the math for me? Anybody do the math? What if all those people have been focused on tearing down kingdoms? 
for those J6ers, of pulling down strongholds across this nation? What if those people had all, what if those pastors had done a simulcast and all of those people together were praying in the same direction? What was the numbers? He's got the number for me. I got it, Coach, but I think I missed 100, but give or take. Okay. 467,579. 467,579. 467,000. You see, folks, it ain't the devil. The problem ain't the devil. It's these charlatans. Look at at John Hagee. Look at 17,000 people on a weekend. That's like a basketball game. That's a pro basketball game to show up there. You know what John Hagee's getting them to do? He's getting them to give all the money to Israel. There I said it. There I said it. Okay, Rich, come on in. Yeah, Dave, these guys ain't going to, they're not going to pray hellfire down on the government. Because they're also pulling PPE money from the government. Come on, dude. Tax you know, exempt money. Free, free Tax money. Exempt money. Yeah. So this is an example of Gideon's army where God is only going to use a few of us, you know, to do his work anyway. So. Okay. So hang on a second. Hey, Jonathan, go back to those seven deadly sins. Ask if those seven deadly sins are here. Huh? Lust. Yep. Gluttony. Yep, that's there. Sloth, greed, sloth. Yeah, yep, this ought to be with banners on their flags. Wrath, envy, and pride. Wow. Huh? There's your church. There's your American church. Huh? Oh, my goodness. What a revealing. Go ahead, George. Coach, it is the devil. It's 100% the devil. I saw it. I know I'm seven years behind. I'll prove yeah. it to you. These, That's okay. These, these, the Freemasons, half of these people that you're talking about, Freemasons, and they hold the, 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 like the rock concert, the index finger and the pinky finger up like this. They do symbols and they say it real fast. Satan, they say it. I saw it. I'll put it, I'll figure, I'll find it. I'll put it in the chat. It's 100% where it's at and where it's going. But yep, you got it. You got it. Exactly. And then, okay, so. Let, let me get you another one here. Are you ready for this one? I'm, I just got to throw, I'm going to get all of you in, I promise you. Okay, bear with me a second here. Go to Catholic Cartel. Oh, yeah. We're going to put this in the chat. Huh? Hey, folks, you know where the center, sorry, you know where the center of child trafficking is? Catholic. I hate to use that. Amen. Boom. Catholic Social Services. Amen. Catholic social They're making money off child trafficking. Play uh, just put this at 1.5 and just play. Just just start it anywhere. The Catholic Church is when you go down on the border, those children are reported and given to Catholic social services without the parents. Not anybody. And who knows where they end up. Go ahead. Go play a little bit of that, John. Just so people. Our Catholic bishops are making millions. There there are um, multiple non-governmental organizations. 
Catholic Charities is at the top of that, uh, that, that I would say that they are actively uh, facilitating, um, you can use a word, uh, you know, maybe it's a little harsh to say conspire, but, but they're definitely facilitating the, the illegal movement of aliens into this country. And the government is subsidizing what they're doing, the, the, the backs of taxpayers, hundreds of millions of dollars. You, you all see me getting arguments with Congress. People say, why do you get so angry? Why do you get so emotional? Because I've seen so much death in this border. I talked to a 12-year-old girl who had over 22 samples of DNA in her. Think about that. I've held a dying five-year-old. He's actually dead, five-year-old in the back of tractor trailer. I was surrounded by 19 dead aliens. These cartels are ruthless. 31% of women get raped. Think about that. Children are dying, women are dying, so these are the trophies that the coyotes put up in the tree after they've raped a woman. Bras and panties. Okay, you can get it off there. Each put one of these the represents. Put it in the chat. Catholic Social Services is the number one trafficking of children in the world, folks. Catholic. So sounds so good, doesn't it? Doesn't it sound so good? <clears throat> huh? Guy goes on to say that the average girl is raped maybe 30 times. Maybe 30 times. The average little girl. We don't care. Why? Because we got the seven deadly sins right in the middle of the church. They don't want to do anything about it. <sighs> Revelation 20. Is that Jerry? Come on in. Whoever that is. Wes, whoever it is. Morning, Coach. Uh, to add to the discussion on the celebrity pastors, I would like to say, how much blood do you think is on their hands? How many parishioners are gone because they told them it was okay to get the shot or they oh, didn't speak dude. up about abortion or dude. told them to keep living the lifestyle that they're living? Told them to tithe and all their finances would fall into place, right? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Now, not speaking out not one time against the government, the overtaxation of the government, the fact that the government's stealing our hard-earned tax dollars and giving it to foreign countries, right? Stealing, right? Printing it, making it, because we're in the midst of a financial collapse coming, right? It's hap- I didn't want to talk about that today, but it's happening. It's in the midst right now. It's, it's happening right now. God can't bless this stuff. Come on in, Lauren. Yeah, Willow Creek is here in the Chicago area, and there was two large churches, and Bill Hybels actually had to step down from his position a couple of years ago right before he retired. And yep. um, the same mm-hmm. thing with um, James McDonald. But James mm-hmm. McDonald is still running his mouth. But it's it, the sad thing about it is it's all the wounding that's coming from the pulpit Amen. from these larger churches Amen. that are that are reaching out. Like even like with uh, with Hillsong, right? Bill Houston, it's, you know, the sexual sin of his father. Right. And the things <clears throat> that are going on there. And and it's happening like at Wheaton College and. I was a part of Christine Kane's Propel a cohort at Wheaton when I got my master's degree in evangelism and leadership. And there's things that I saw there. And what the gift that was given last night was for all the outcasts and all the ones who think that God doesn't see them and that their prayers don't matter. Mm. Last night, it doesn't matter if all these people did. You had, you, you, you had your, you had, God used you to pull together a team to Amen. intercede. And this is you, the team that you are responsible for. Amen. And, Amen. And we, we will see, fr- we're going to see fruit from it too. Don't think we're not. Huh? Huh? Cause he puts, he's faithful. God is faithful. He is faithful. Amen. We're going to see fruit. We can't even imagine. Bless you, Lauren. Thanks. Mark Trump going in. Yeah. Coach. Once the people give their 
that's their salvation. They don't care at that point. They they don't have any accountability or hold any hold the pastors for any accountability of those funds because they're giving it to the church and they go home. They've put in their hour. They paid their dues. See? They paid their dues for the week and they're good for another week. And if they skip a week, they pay double. You know, as long as so it's a it's a it's a mental a mental thing going on there and we're all you know captured by it. The other thing is the border coach I've I've mentioned it's a circle of money with this fentanyl. China produces it and gets paid. Who's paying China to produce it to get it to Mexico? The cartels make money on it, so it's not them. So this is what our government's doing. They're paying for the production of fentanyl. George Soros is paying for the people, all of them to get across. You know, it's all a cycle of money to bring Catholicism globally. Mm. The Pope went all around the world, lining up all the countries for international Chrislam endorsed by the Catholic Church. Most of these immigrants are Catholic. Yes, they are. You mentioned all the major churches, 800,000 people, Coach. That's like the beginning of this year's illegal immigrants. Hmm. Think about that. All the major churches, you totaled them, is two and a half months of immigrants. They need a church, Coach. They need a church. It's almost 700,000. It's over a quarter million a month coming through. Okay. And they'll go, they'll go to the government-endorsed Catholic Church, won't they? Yes. Well, they're going to feed all these people eating the children through all the agencies who are eating them. Okay? They're making money off of them. This is horrible, oh, Coach. It's horrible. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Myra and Craig. Coach. Thank you so much uh, for Reggie uh, for calculating that. That's about how much I came with too. Um, in regard to the sins and the solution for that, because you're a solution guy, Matthew 6 to 8, give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast ye your pearls before swine, lest they temple on their feet and turn again and rend you. Ask and it shall be given, given to you. Seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh, receiveth, and he that seeketh, findeth, and to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Hallelujah. Thank you, Coach. And then Craig, come on in. <clears throat> Maybe Jonathan could uh, pull up. Ecclesiastics 12, 13 through 14. I'll finish up. Ecclesiastes 12, 13 through 14. I'm going to read from Psalm uh, 34, 15. Coach, it's not just about being about one accord. It's about being a one accord in the Lord. Okay. Yeah. Psalm 34, 15 says, the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. Okay. You're not a righteous man and I'm not a righteous man. What makes us righteous is we walk in the righteousness of Christ and the Lord, and we yeah. agree with his righteousness, and we're willing to defend it in the public domain. So the eyes are on the Lord of the righteous, and his ears are open to their cry. So some of these other churches, all right, they can all pray to the Lord, but if they're not walking in the righteousness of the Lord, 
his ears aren't open to their cry. Amen. <laughs> so it's about being of one accord, but it's about being of one accord and letting the Holy Spirit. And what happened last night is the Holy Spirit, when you don't know what to pray, it's the Holy Spirit that gives you the groanings and utterances and the, and, and the quoting scripture to be of one accord on what the Lord and let him Amen. bring it to fruition. So what Myra read this morning is very profound, but go to the very end of Ecclesiastics, right? Ecclesiastes. Solomon, what the wisest man in the world, the only reason he was wisest man in the world is when God asked him, what do you want? He says, give me wisdom to deal with these people. But he went south. <laughs> Solomon yes. went south. He had so much. And at the very end of his life, this is what he comes and he says. And if the churches of the world live by this, it would be a different world. But the heart of man is evil. Maybe you could read that, Coach. Uh, which verse is it? 13 through 14, Ecclesiastes. The <clears throat> let, us hear the, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. <clears throat> Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment, every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Amen. Amen. Reggie. <clears throat> Good morning, Coach. I want to circle back to the Catholic missions um, and Catholic uh, social workers. Um, It is a cycle, but it's a bigger cycle. So let me see if I can explain this in a really small time frame here. So the Catholic Church, a lot of, you know how they sent out all those marketing flyers for the mission St. Jude's down in, you know, Honduras and such and such. Well, that's where they... These missions are um, child trafficking missions, and they are. <laughs> we give money. I don't, but people give money thinking we're helping the poor kids, and it's not what's really happening. They're, they they work in in union with the mafia, which is the cartel, and the social workers. Right, they're the little bee workers. They're they look Catholic, they act Catholic, but they they hide what they really are. So most of them are Santa Muerte or Brujaria. And they use these children as they, they organ harvest, right? And they move organs. Uh, they sell them to all the different, you know, China, different countries, bring them in through the U.S. They use these babies as mules. And let me explain that really quick because it's important to know this. These babies that they carry with them. Well, when I was a police officer down in Arizona, we would find, well, some women would, they get arrested because they get stopped, right? And the babies are actually dead. And what they do is they gut the babies and they put the drugs in the babies and they carry them through. Uh, these missions are marketed. So people are giving so much money. Peter's Pence is, is for that. And then so what happens is they bring them up through Arizona. They bring them and they move these ba- children that don't get muled out um, through uh, the beer trucks and Coca-Cola and Anheuser-Busch, who is owned by the McCain's down in Arizona. And the Mormons own the Coca-Cola. So that now I'm getting into the cycle of money. They all give a kickback to the Catholic Church as well. So they cycle this money through and through and through and through. And it's disgusting. And people need to quit giving to the Catholic missions. Amen. They just need to quit. Amen. Amen. Big religion. Six flags over Jesus. That's what it is. Go on in, Paul. Boy, lots of connections here, Coach. Yep. I'll stay in my lane. Um, right. whew, sorry about that. Thanks, uh, Reggie, and oh, thanks, Trump. Anyway, yeah, so 
I don't know how to say this, but med- medicine's a big part of this right now. Yep. Um, I know in the mid nineties, you know, they forced doctors to give narcotics to patients to get them hooked. And that's still part of the X generation as we speak. And right now you can't get those medications. So people are going on the streets and addiction and uh, death is just overwhelming right now. What's happening is they're going off the streets because I can't get scripts for people for addiction. I can't get scripts for albuterol for all the respiratory illness. I know the game they're playing. Okay. They're creating the problem and they're creating even more of a problem because you can't get the stuff that you need. So just keep that in mind. Medicine is what we think it is. Amen. And then churches send missionaries overseas. This guy's in Singapore. Singapore. I'm I'm just telling you, it makes me want to gag. Randall, come on in. In Judah. Yeah. Coach, I just wanted to say that uh, I believe our prayers last night were, were um, heard up in the court of heaven. Me too. You, you know, and I, I often have a hard time focusing when various people are reading different parts of Scripture. But last night, uh, last night with no difficulty at all, I was able to hang on every word. Amen. Really felt the Holy Spirit. And Amen. Uh, one unrelated thing. Uh, Yesterday I was watching my uh, St. Louis Battle Hawks, and they uh, and they had a thing where the athletic one of the athletic training the people uh, tragically died, and the St. Louis w- was mourning over that. And they, they they kept referring to it, but they would never say what he what he died from. I thought would he get hit by a drunk driver? Well, then finally towards the end they mentioned died suddenly. <laughs> and, and this was a young, healthy looking buck too, you know. Yeah, yeah, that 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 happens a lot, doesn't it? Crazy man, thank you, Blake. Thank you, man. And the command, Judah. Hey, good morning, guys. You guys are so on it, which is so awesome, and uh, leading the way. Um, actually, coach, that article that you had is that in the chat? Uh, churches, uh, no, but what Jonathan's going to put it in there right now. Yeah, cool. So it's Jonathan or Spencer. Um, I don't know if you guys can see this. This is a, uh, or if you bring this up, but coach, you, you talk about these churches. They, they all, it's weird because they all, um, I had been really tied in before um, with these churches through my business, uh, previous business. Mm-hmm. And what you said is, is an exact duplication of what they do through the business. And they even have these pastors overlap through these businesses. You mean multi-level so Christianity? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> yes. Okay. So now this is really interesting. So the question is, is who's writing the script? And what's really interesting is if you can bring this up, go to this website. It's uh, caa.com. And what's interesting is... is once you see this and you understand who these people are, it's absolutely mind-blowing. Now, obviously, there's one letter off of here, which would have an I in it. But if you scroll down, do you see where it says contact? Yeah. And, and, and Spencer or Jonathan, scroll up to the top. <clears throat> obviously, there's those cities. But do you see that address right there, the corporate headquarters? 
Yeah. The 2000 Avenue. Yeah, 2000 Avenue of the Stars, yes. Bring that up in a Google map. <laughs> now, now, once you see this on a Google map, I want you to tell me what you, what you see. Go to the satellite view. Click on satellite view, down there at the bottom. You know, the, like the map satellite view? Let's scroll back in. It's over, yeah. <clears throat> the layer, the layer. See at the bottom there, left, that, 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 uh, where it brings up the actual picture. Over to the left, maybe? Yeah. Right there, there. right there, yeah, yeah. Now scroll in slowly. Keep going, keep going. There you go. Ah, there you go. Now, now rotate it just a little bit. Go, go about a hundred and three, two couple of pyramids there. <laughs> couple one hundred and ten degrees. Rotate it just a little bit. Yeah. Um, what are you trying to show? One try to show us here, Judd. Hurry right, up, here, man. Keep, keep zoom, zoom in. Keep zooming in. Zoom in. You'll see it when you flip it, flip it upside down, right there. Oh, hang on. Those three buildings, they're not in pyramids for no reason. But you see the compass and square and the, the Freemason the symbol. Amen. That is the CAA, which is the CIA. That's Mike Pompeo's group and John Brennan's group, who writes the script to these churches. No joke. And they write all the scripts to the Hollywood. Look at those pyramids. Wow. Now go back to uh, the CAA.com, their website. Now this is this is fascinating. Go back to the main page. This is a group worth exposing. This is talent, right? <laughs> Brands, all right? How the heck do churches get involved in this organization that's corporate headquarters is in Los Angeles? And you start realizing these are the people that they're paying off as influencers to not only those churches that Coach just mentioned, but they're also writing the scripts. And this isn't this isn't fairy tale or this isn't made up. This isn't uh, these are this is fact. Like this isn't this isn't conspiracy theory. You we we blew past conspiracy theory, and Coach just laid out the facts of these churches. Now they all, this is wild, yearly they get together with the, the, the director of Mr. Pompeo or John Brennan, and yearly they lay out the script of what their agenda is. So, Amen. But, but seeing is believing and understanding this path here is absolutely wild. And once oh. you understand it now, as other Christians, you can go to them and you explain to them that their churches, the mega churches are being run out of this organization in congruence to what coach just laid out and they circle and keep all it's all money laundering all inside of there and then kings they they all take trips out there that involve those those children and stuff it's absolutely mind-blowing judah email me that i gotta i gotta i gotta move on studying it unbelievable what a tangled web we we when we first practice to 
deceive, right? Julie, come on in. It says world-class clients. World-class <laughs> clients. And they're Christians, huh? Christian churches, world-class Right up there with uh, Katie, whatever her name is, right? <laughs> well, hey, hey, hang on a second. The Buffalo Bills a defensive back is one of their clients. <laughs> oh, Julie, go. Well, good morning. That was eye-opening. Um, <clears throat> back in 05, I went to, uh, I lived in South Carolina at the time, and my, you know, I was a new a baby Christian, and we went to this mega church, never been to one before in my life. And the worship felt like you were at a rock concert. And I was just like, you know, and that's how they draw the kids in. And we went Easter Sunday, and I'll never forget the opening song they played was, highway to hell i was like oh my word later on we stopped going to that church and then about three years later the pastor fell he had um eight churches under him which all went bye-bye but now he's in recovery and now he started his own church so it just goes on and on it is it is they go to singapore they go to singapore They're part of a uh, uh, i don't know what you call it a cabal i guess betty Welcome, Betty. Uh, thank you. I just wanted to say how wonderful the prayers were last night. I mean, from all these warriors, it was straight from their hearts, and it just brought tears to my eyes. It was just, sometimes I thought I'd just about have to pull over and start bawling. Yeah. But anyway, um, it sure made my trip a lot quicker, you know, two and, hours. Uh, I just could not even get on the phone to say anything. And I believe God just turned and looked at Jesus and said, man, those people got it. Amen. I mean, from Tracy and Laura and Linda and Susan, Myra, Clay, you know, Craig, there was just too many. And Rochelle. Well, Betty, what's amazing, is what, what's amazing is what's coming out of these people who've never yes. been given the opportunity to do anything. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yes. Yes. And Rochelle, kaboom to you. You, you. You're talking about each person. And, and I tell you what, I'm in total agreement with you. We have an amazing group, you know, Amen. you're touching words and and about Coach and Michelle, I have to agree because if it wouldn't be for, if it wasn't for Coach, I wouldn't be here and meet you, you know, meeting everybody. So I just, just, doing, just, just doing my job, just doing yes, my job. You're doing your job, but you have a lot of people, you have a lot of little elves and helpers behind you. That's right. And I sure tell do. you what, they're, they're an inspiration to me too. So I'm blessed mm -hmm. to know y'all and Rochelle, I loved your voice. Voice yep. of an angel. Six flags over Jesus. That's what we're seeing in our churches. Jeff Nelgo, then, then uh, Jack. Somebody's up there left. Go yeah, all the, all the pastors in my area have been trained a certain way. And they're egotistic. It's only their way, that kind of thing. But we yeah, look at the, look, right, but I look at the problem. So I look in the scripture, Psalm, Proverbs 26, 4 and 5. In Psalm 14, 1. I'm going to read them real quick. It said how they deal with it because they're lost. They're absolutely lost. I answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own conceit. He that ascendeth a message by the hand of a fool cutteth off the feet and drinketh damage. Okay. Uh, Thines are not according to his folly, though he be like unto him. Answer full according to his folly. He be wise to his own seat. Now over 
Psalms uh, 14.1. The fool that has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. Thank you. No, no, no not one. Tim Tuber, come on in, Tim. Coach, when I was talking with you a week ago about uh, flying out there to visit you, mm-hmm. I was praying about it, and I said, you know, Lord, uh, what should I do? And, and when I was praying, I said, why do I like Coach so much? <laughs> and really, and the Lord spoke to me and said, because he's like a modern-day Joshua. He's leading people out of bondage mm. and bringing people out. And I went, oh, that's why I'm enjoying this. Get <laughs> a modern-day Joshua. <laughs> just that's, doing my job. That's just what I was going to tell job. you last week. Hey, man, thanks, Tim. Just just doing my job. Just doing my job. Hey, we go live at Bridie on at 11. Appreciate all of that. I'm probably going to cover the same subject. i got even more stuff I can throw up there. Folks, look, folks, the problem in the world isn't the devil. It's the church. See you tomorrow.